on September 15th, it's going to go screaming into Saturn on purpose. We're doing it on purpose. It's going to be pretty sad, but it's a pretty epic way to end a 13-year-long mission at, at, in the Saturn system, yeah. Talking to people about dark matter and neutrinos can be funny. Surely you're joking. Hopefully, yes. What a wonderful universe. Welcome to Surely You're Joking. I'm Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. Uh, it's just me today and a guest. We'll get to that in a minute. Jimmy is still too incredibly famous and popular to make it out. We still love him, though. Uh, I got to hang out with him at the Improv last week, him and Owen. That was like a fun reunion. We didn't get to record an episode, but it was great catching up with him. want to remind people that the best thing you can do to help out this show is tweet about it and like it and uh, go to our Facebook page, Surely You're Joking, click like there, tweet us out at hashtag SYJ, and we're going to have a new internet launch soon. We're going to have a new logo and everything coming up. I'm really excited about it. You can follow me at KP Hickerson at Twitter. I love being tweeted at. I get tweets from you guys all the time. Interesting science jokes and uh i think one of my favorites was somebody tweeted out a picture of a giant uh, water bear that they found in amsterdam kudos for that my guest today is um a very interesting person she is uh the research scientist on the cassini mission which is about to make news which is why we brought her in um please welcome doc- dr Morgan Cable. Hi, Hello. Doctor. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Doctor. Hi, Doctor. <laughs> it's fun to do that occasionally. <laughs> it is, but you got to be careful sometimes. I was on an airplane once and... Mm-hmm. Um, and Someone said, is there a doctor? Basically, yeah. And someone That's came awesome. by and they're like, so, so Dr. Cable, what kind of doctor are you? And I had to do the whole, not that kind. Uh, right. Sorry. Right. I have this problem with uh, um, uh, at my dentist because uh, I insisted they call me Dr. Hickerson when they called me in. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you were a doctor, too. And I was like, well, <laughs> two things. <laughs> no, I'm not a, I'm not that kind of doctor. And uh, I'm not sure a dentist counts either. Oh. <laughs> but, the do- but the dentist calls me Dr. Hickerson, which I really appreciate. Well, that's nice. But he says it like in a cute, demeaning way. You know, like, <laughs> oh, he thinks he also makes money at it's his cute. job. Oh, look at you. Yeah. You're a doctor, too. Oh. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm really excited about this. Cassini is an amazing mission, and, and I have a lot of questions to oh, good. ask about it. Um, the pictures it's been putting out have been absolutely mind-blowing. Oh, my God. I just noticed you have Saturn earrings. That oh, is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> As a great. scientist, I've got a lot of nerdy space earrings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So Cassini, of course, is a robotic mission that explored Saturn, but it did it in like a totally new way. I mean, it could steer around and stuff like that. Can you tell us like a summary about its... Could you put like its whole mission into a short summary so that we can then talk about the dramatic end part? Oh my gosh. Okay. I will do my best. All right. um, <laughs> so Cassini is, has been our window into the Saturn system for the last, let's see, 13 years. Uh, it reached Saturn in 2004. Oh, wow. And so it's been there taking images, collecting data. It's got uh, 12 instruments. And they've all been, you know, working the entire time. That's almost like a whole jazz band right there. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> if, is there awesome. any trombones or what kind of instruments? What would the trombone be? Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the 
the dust detector does that count as a because it's sort of because <laughs> no, it's got like no, an opening that like dust could get in i don't know oh i see it sucks up dust from the it, do, from it detects particles that so are zooming around if there's life zooming around there it might that's probably where it might have gotten caught up maybe briefly possibly. we'll Although, never know if it was floating around in space it'd have to be like really hardy life like water bears like water bears yeah, yeah they can survive yeah. in space it's a very good point. Maybe some of those smacked into Cassini and we'll never know because it's going to, in a, a little while on September 15th, it's going to go screaming into Saturn on purpose. We're doing it on purpose. It's going to be pretty sad, but it's a pretty epic way to end a 13-year long mission at, at Absolutely. in the Saturn system. Yeah. 13 years. Wow. That's, uh, as far as I know, I, I might have to Google this, but I think that's longer than the company Saturn lasted. Oh, oh no. Oh. No. <laughs> It's so, so sad. <laughs> so kudos for that. <laughs> well, I'll bet it certainly lasted like as a spacecraft a lot longer than maybe some people allow their cars to last. Yeah, your average Saturn does not last. Yeah. That long. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a really some... beautiful spacecraft too. Was, uh, yeah. I was looking it up recently as three RTGs. Yes. Right? Which is it, a lot. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. Can, uh, can you say it out loud? That's uh, radio isotope uh, Good. thermal. Thermo, good. Keep Electric going. Electric generator. Very good. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I've been in the business a while. So. There you go. Nice. Yeah. No, that's what's been so you, keeping it going, which is great. So we didn't have to use solar panels like some other missions do. Juno, mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, mm-hmm. they won't be on the show. They, they. I haven't gotten anyone from Juno. Yeah. Really? Sorry. Aww. Yeah. So sad. Juno people, what's wrong with you? <laughs> they know me too well. <laughs> no. <laughs> people know me. Stay away. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so there's three of them. That's interesting. And I think I read that uh, the plutonium-238 inside. Uh-huh. Now, see, that's my next Good specialty. Good job. Well I'm done. A, I'm a nuclear physicist, so that, okay. one's, that one's right in my court. Um, not nuclear. Yeah, not. Physicist. Well, I say that sometimes. Please no. But when Please I don't. say it, it's right. Cause, cause I have <laughs> it's a always right. I have a PhD in it, so I'm I a doctor. It right. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a doctor. Right? <laughs> Stand back. It's nuclear. <laughs> I can butcher it even more. I can transbush it. Oh gosh! If that's the thing, trans W. We're going trans W, Captain. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, I read somewhere that because these are like the hardiest thing in the craft, the plutonium crystals, they're designed to go like. It's like some sort of crystalline. It's plutonium oxide. Yeah, it's pretty pure, as far as I know. Yeah, but it's it's really high temperature because that's the point. So I read it's the last thing that will survive as it plunges. Have you heard this? Oh no! Yeah, that's. (laughs) It was. was, I think it was a business insider. They had this article. They said, "Yeah, the thing that made it possible is going to be the last thing to melt." (laughs) Oh, scientists were trying not to pay too much attention to like the gory details of (laughs) what piece is going to fly off first. It's kind of like talking about your child or your friend. You'd be like, okay, so first they lose an arm (laughs) and then a leg. You're like, please just stop. (laughs) Okay, but you guys, uh, you're you're thinking you're going to get data from this, right? So much. There's there's going to be something valuable going in, right? Absolutely, yeah. Eight out of the 12 instruments are going to be on right until the end. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the most important things we're hoping to measure are like uh, some of the molecules and the atoms that are in Saturn's atmosphere Mm -hmm. because we've never gotten this close before and so we're going to learn a whole lot in just a few minutes it's going to be really crazy and uh what's the limiting factor is it i mean i I imagine it's being able to send anything out or something yeah Uh, uh, we had to work really hard to make sure that the data rates 
of we're basically like recording Cassini uh, oddly enough is the first solid state recorder uh, mission like the first one to not have tapes that oh my recorded god things really? on. yeah oh, i know that's isn't hilarious. that crazy oh my uh, god from its time so we're like recording things onto the ssrs the solid state recorders as fast as we can and then reading them right back off and transmitting it so it's going to be like we we worked for a long time to make sure each instrument would get at least some little bits of data back did you do this um before the mission left or recently recently see i think that's so cool i keep reading these articles about you guys like picking new parts of the mission once you got there. I mean, this is really different than uh, Voyager, which we're, is we're at the 40th anniversary of. Yeah. I mean, that one was really like a set it and forget it kind of thing where it just buzzed off and I, there wasn't really that. I mean, I think they do update it a little bit for. Yeah, there were some stuff, things. But for most of these big missions, like we don't say, we're going to be out there for 40 years. Give us a check for X million dollars because. Congress would go, haha, no, there's no way we're going to give you that much money. So usually what we'll do is we'll propose to go someplace like Cassini, the original mission, I think was only four years long. So we're like, help us build this. We'll get out there. We'll do some cool stuff for four years. And then if you like it, we can go back to Congress and be like, okay, so mm-hmm. everything's still working. We kind of over-engineered it to last a whole lot longer. Mm-hmm. So can we can we keep going, please? So it's like an Obama promise. Like you can keep yeah. your, you can keep your <laughs> spacecraft. You like it? You keep up with that the, plan? Yes, just like that, <laughs> except in then, space. Yeah, in space. Yeah. So. And then Trump goes, "I fake Saturn's not real." Please There's no. no. <laughs> it is. It really is. I promise. Science. Yeah, he mentioned he mentioned planets once in a talk, so he he likes space. But now I mean, that he's stared at the sun during the eclipse, or he might not like the pictures as much. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Burn out your retinas. Speaking about the eclipse, did you do anything? Were you here? I was here at JPL uh, in Pasadena. I didn't okay. get a chance to go here. anywhere. It I wasn't actually, too bad. I actually took my kids uh, oh. in the last minute, went up to uh, Sage Junction in Idaho as a road trip and it was awesome i mean i was just i was so happy at it and they loved it and uh my daughter was like i'm gonna remember this forever it was just it was the most surreal thing to see i was so glad i got to see it you suck i want to go see one at one point (laughs) and that's amazing i took some pictures with my telescope uh i put them online you can see them if uh if you follow me at kp hickerson on twitter um, so my, <laughs> I used a hydrogen alpha filter. Have you heard of one of these? I have, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got a bunch of prominences that you couldn't see with the visible spectrum. So I made like, made some compositions of both visible and the other one. Downside though is uh, I forgot my solar filter. Ooh. So I had to stop by, we had to do a little, <laughs> I had to stop by a Walmart and get an emergency blanket, and I fixed one. I made one from from. How very from a, sciencey MacGyvery of you! Yeah, Good job. Right. I was gonna and say, like were the there day like before? I was just like, oh my god, I forgot it. I'll bet there were still like <laughs> optical filters, like scalpers out there. Could you imagine? It was so weird. I went into a Best Buy. They had a so like the closer you got, these stores were just flooded with people going to this place. So they were they had a whole solar like setup. Like a solar aisle, a solar eclipse aisle. Oh my. And they had like filters for cameras and sunglasses, you know, the glasses, all gone. They were, every store had these like just empty rows of oh stuff man. set up for the eclipse, but none of them thought it was going to be that popular. Oh my goodness. And so they were just completely, I think the funniest thing I heard the whole time was somebody said, um, oh yeah, we're out, but uh, we're getting more on Wednesday. <laughs> That's great. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> you guys That'll be good, good for me to go down to Chile and oh, you know, two years, whenever the next eclipse <laughs> is. But what are you thinking when you reorder something? You're just like, yeah, Wednesday, because this demand is, uh, we think it's going to still be out there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was reading something on Reddit where some guy was like, yeah, my solar eclipse viewing glasses finally came in. And this was like three days after. <laughs> like, Good for you. You're you're all set now. <laughs> uh, I went to a gas station and uh, I took a photo of this because it was so funny. This It just had a sign. This was probably about um, half an hour away from the totality line in Idaho. It's just the sign said very aggressively, no, we do not have solar glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask. And, and the lady said, she, yeah, she was like, I'm so sick of people asking. <laughs> Uh, which made me realize I should have I should have like bought a thousand and then I could have just like sold them to the various made a lot like, of money. Yeah, sold them to the stores on the yeah. way up or something. Too uh, bad. Price gouge Missed or whatever. opportunity. I know. Next time. Mm-hmm. Jeez. But yeah. yeah, it was really fun. I recommend you go to the 2024 one in Texas to I'm New thinking York. about it. There's also one in the Southern Hemisphere, I think in 2019, mm-hmm. that's going to hit like Chile and Argentina. If you have that kind of travel budget. Yeah. Oh, go. Travel budget? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we, we scientists a, make so much kayak, money. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, but I, I strongly recommend everybody go see it once in their lifetime because it really was very strange. I mean, it gets cold. Did, like animals like was, make noises. Uh, the, the people were making noise where I was. People uh, were making like what? I know a lot. If you're in a wetter area, a lot of people, uh, a lot of the insects make noise. I was on a lava field. This is really weird. That's by the cool. Way. I was at a lava field that has uh, po- uh, lava, which is only exists in two places in the U.S., which is Idaho and the Big Island. Huh. And I knew about the Big Island because I used to work there um, at the telescopes when I was an undergrad. Such a boring life you uh, had. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's awful. And uh, but the I had no idea that there was a lava field in Idaho. And yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> it was so strange. It was just random. It was like it was like farms, potatoes, lava field, and then but by a really awesome uh, like coincidence, that's where the totality line went. Oh, through. that's so cool. it ended up being like the like just the most insane feeling, like all this lava, and then it the stars coming out and it getting really cold. That was super weird. Like that felt like otherworldly right there. Weird. Um. Yeah, it was great. Nice. Okay, but enough about me. What about Cassini? Oh, yes, Cassini, right. That's what we're supposed to be talking about. No, um, we, could, we could talk Cassini's about all of it. Cassini's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, space is awesome. But Cassini <laughs> studied a lot of space. We've learned a lot. It's been so cool to be part of it. But it, it didn't like, it didn't, so normally when you think of a probe, I think when most people think of a probe, it's like you go and you, you orbit and you take pictures, like Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. I think that's what it does, right? Yep. It orbits, just yep. goes around. Around and around. like has engines and it like couldn't change direction and yeah. you guys like picked i mean i saw a picture of uh maybe i'll tweet one of these out uh picture of its orbit it just looks like this insane tangled spaghetti because you guys can just whip it around and then do i guess gravity assists over moons exactly and it's just it's amazing yeah we've got some people at jpl that that's like their entire job is just to mess around with orbital mechanics and tweak things and then you know use gravity to their advantage and so uh, let me help me understand this so the there's not a lot of there can't be a lot of fuel on it because it's like way out in space so yeah you just sort of nudge it and then you nudge it towards a moon and then that can then nudge it towards another moon exactly typically we use titan it's the biggest moon out there and so most of our uh we call them otms orbit trim maneuvers we'll do around that 
moon because its gravity is strong enough that it can kind of swing and really help change the trajectory. So you can use it to tweak things around. And for example, we've like gone zooming through the plume of Enceladus mm-hmm. multiple times. See, there doing could be that. water. We've talked about that on the show. There could uh, be water bears there. Oh man, easily. it's I, one I of even, my favorite places. <laughs> I threw out there might be a vaporized fish on Cassini There could right totally now. <laughs> be a vaporized fish, or at least bits and pieces that are stuck to like. I mean, Cassini's I, windshield. Yeah. <laughs> the equivalent windshield. Which is a lot like my road trip. Yeah, that totally. was the end of the road trip. A lot of well, a lot of life, a lot of earth life splattered on the windshield. You got to scrape that off after. <laughs> or you could just like dive burn into Saturn up. and then yeah. burn it all off. It'd be fine. No, it's great. It's been oh. really cool to be able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, we should talk about why you're plunging into Saturn because that's oh. related. Yes, it is related to bugs yeah. and things. Okay. So why? I mean, like a lot of people are going to wonder why would you destroy a perfectly like even for <laughs> yeah. even if it had nothing else to do, you know, why not just have it there for historical reasons? Yeah, but there's the, a really good reason for that. Right? There is a very good reason. We don't want to basically contaminate any other place in the Saturn system that could have life with any Earth life. Because what would be worse than finally landing on Enceladus or mm. on Titan or one of these places? It'd be like, oh, hey, there's there's life. There's right. there's a, water there's a bears. Trump hotel They're there. from <laughs> Earth. Yeah. There's a Trump hotel there already. I know. Please, please, something else. <laughs> could, could there be something else there? I mean, it's, it sounds like contaminating with Earth life might not even be the whole problem. Because you flew through Enceladus. Imagine if you just helped spread, you know, Saturn life. Even that thing would be you know, really frustrating a really good point i didn't even think about that I mean, cross-contamination to... between the moons yeah because i mean like you could you know if there, let's say there is life on enceladus there's not likely life on some of the more rocky ones that are like radiation blasts it'd be really embarrassing if we got there like oh weird there's just like dead fish flopping around okay maybe not <laughs> but there's, you know there's water bears on on uh what's what's uh one of the less likely ones oh, i don't it. know tethys or dione or dione yeah, yeah sure like, like so it'd be Venus. so embarrassing like oh no dione has it and it's like oh because we crashed into our it. bad sorry guys <laughs> yeah that's a very good point i hadn't thought about that that would be really frustrating to find i'm really worried about this that we're gonna find earth life first and it's it's gonna kill the excitement and I'm scared of this so much well, because it could even be like we've it could still be exciting. Like maybe it's Earth life from billions of years yeah, ago. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like but, there's this thing called panspermia. Oh, have yeah. you heard about this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've talked about panspermia. So, like, all the this. planets have exchanged <laughs> stuff between each other. They're right. They're, yeah. Right. They're not In strangers. Fact, uh, on previous episodes, I've I found out uh, I really pushed this. I realized like the the E-ring, I think it's called the big gaseous or icy E-ring that's probably like the panspermia, you know, like organ of the universe, the, of the, the solar mecca. system. Yeah, because <laughs> it, cause like you mentioned, you guys flew Cassini through the plume. And, you know, in terms of the cross-section of anything else in the solar system, that thing's huge. So any comet or asteroid that flies through that, and then, you know, if there really is life on Enceladus, and that life can survive being frozen which some life can. Yeah. Like imagine, I mean, that's just, that's a mechanism right there where you like get asteroids going through the E-ring of some gas giant and then flying to some other solar system and flying through its E-ring and then it just, you know, it's like pollinating bees or something. Yeah. yeah. But that's all like, I guess you could call it natural processes, right? Sure. So as long as we're not changing that with any of our spacecraft, I think we're doing a pretty good job. Well, that's so, what's gonna, it's going to be so frustrating, though, if it is just like Earth does do it naturally and we yeah. it's just like, oh, this is from... I mean, it'll still be interesting. I'm not yeah, saying... Yeah, it, it, it will still be interesting, but it'll still be like, man, so we crashed Cassini for nothing. Aw. Which would be sad. <laughs> yeah. 
tell a chemistry joke. <laughs> okay. Want to yeah. hear a joke about sodium? Yeah, nah. absolutely. Nah. That was it. <laughs> how, how about potassium? Okay. See, you laughed. You thought it was funny. People will think it's funny. I'll bet at least good. one person out there will think it's funny. They should probably become a chemist. Study <laughs> chemistry. And maybe not a comedian. Oh, maybe. wait. I have one more. What <laughs> okay. about, what about uh, what is it? Sodium hypobromite. Yeah. Nah, bro. Uh, it's, yeah. it's terrible it's terrible i know you invited me here it's your fault yep yep and and happens uh, <laughs> so how many moons have you has cassini discovered and then discovered more oh i have no idea how many but there's that's a lot something more I should now know. right there's a lot more yeah mm-hmm. so a lot of the moons were discovered sort of when telescopes were first invented like way way long time ago uh but that's only as by good cassini right right and cassini, yeah, cassini and christian huygens his... and which the Huygens probe was one of Cassini's successes, right? Yeah, Can that you tell was us about the Huygens sure. Probe? That was a con- contribution from the European Space Agency. So luckily, they put up with us enough that we were able to uh, transport their awesome probe, mm-hmm. and then even though they, when they tried to bolt it on, they're like, "But your your units make no sense." Most of That's our my, units make no sense. It's <laughs> That's true. my European Sorry. accent right there. Sorry. That, no, that was fine. Good job. <laughs> Although I have to say, like Fahrenheit is at least easier for some things than Kel- Kelvin or Celsius because it's like oh, yeah. 100 degrees is really hot. Like I it's know. 100 outside. No, right I mean, now. it's it's hard to have to tell if you have a fever in Celsius. Yeah. It's like, Celsius. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. It's, it's like, I am it's 40. 42. Yeah. I'm like, 40 degrees. Is oh, that you're bad? fine. I am 41. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh, he's dead. <laughs> 42, on fire. <laughs> And you have no free health insurance either. Hmm. All right. Too bad. Yeah. Life is, <laughs> no, I life like is Fahrenheit. I, yeah. I actually, Fahrenheit had a really good story behind it because it really was supposed to be like designed around human comfort because the guy, I guess Fahrenheit was yeah. his name, yeah. went around and was like, well, when London's really cold, I'm going to call that zero because it's unpleasant. And then... London never will get hotter than 100 because nothing, nobody can survive that. <laughs> By the way, it's like 110 in, Outside, in Pasadena right today. now. It's very hot. It's, we're not getting into the news because of uh, Houston is obviously in a much worse state. So we sound like jerks complaining yeah. about it. But it's uh, we're having our own crazy weather. We're having like thunderstorms and 110 degree weather, which is a really weird combination. And fires. And fires. Yeah. Yep. Set off by Good the times. lightning, I think. And Good times. The power went off earlier. I almost I almost uh, emailed you saying we'd have to cancel because the power went off, but oh, it came man. back on. It was, I think it was a lightning strike. Okay, now you sound like you're complaining. Yeah, Stop. I know. Yeah, All right. it's fine. But this will, it this will air by the time <laughs> Houston's a distant memory. And uh, the new so. one. Another way, tropical yeah, storm? Yeah. Just like 12 years ago, um, I went on vacation in uh, Belize, and it was right after Katrina. And oh, so everyone was still like freaked out about Katrina. But then Hurricane Rita came and aimed itself at Houston right afterwards. And that one's less, you know, famous because of of Katrina. But it was it's like sometimes you get like punches like that. You just get over and over. Yeah. But I grew it, up in Florida, so I'm very well versed in hurricanes. And, yeah. Yeah. But that 50 inches, jeez. I know. That's pretty insane. Thank God it doesn't have anything to do with uh, that myth invented by the Chinese. Mm. Because that would be awful. That would be terrible. <laughs> Luckily, it's not. Yeah. Not at all related. Anyway, Just... Cassini. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. And Huygens. Huygens. Huygens was a pro. Yes, yes, that's right. We were talking about Fahrenheit. Yes. Story over. <laughs> it landed on Titan, which is one of my favorite moons also. Because it's got an atmosphere thicker than Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, and it's crazy. So... Look, that's the one that's uh, yellowish yeah. and murky. And it looks like 
uh, I don't know. It looks like a, like a bog. Yeah, almost. sort of. Yeah, bog-like. But except probably- it's really cold. It's like, okay, wait, I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit. But in Celsius, it's minus 183 degrees. Oh, wow. On the so, surface, yeah, it's cold. It's really but cold. but if you were standing on the surface, because the gravity's less, and the atmosphere is thicker, and you had wings and you flapped them, you could fly. On That's Titan. awesome. Isn't that cool? Oh wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So Huygens went down through the atmosphere and took all sorts of measurements. It didn't last too long on the surface because it was powered by batteries. Someone Th- said that happened to it. The yeah. Batteries? Well, someone was like, oh, we should probably not put an RTG on there because then it could melt through the... The surface is like water ice with oh. some organic stuff on top, but it's they were worried it would like melt through and it also has an ocean. Most people don't know that or have forgotten. Of water? Yeah, liquid oh, water underneath all of that crazy stuff happening on the surface. So oh my God. they were like, you might not want to put something that could melt all the way down through and so, contaminate things. Yeah, well, how come, or so, or how come we're not worried about contaminating it? Oh, uh, because it just had a battery, and so no, I I, just, I know, but not even even without the melting, you're. Are we sure that it's not going to get to the ocean? It's not going to get to the ocean, at least not in like a really, 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 really long time. But we cleaned it as best we could before, you know, we shot it out in space. And with any sort of in situ mission, a mission that goes and like touches the surface or sits down or lands or drives around, you always have some risk from that. But you sort of think about it and you're like okay well how bad is this really like, what's, what's the, the worst that could happen versus, yeah yeah because yeah, i guess the problem with cassini contaminating a planet is that i mean a moon is it could contaminate a moon and then you don't even get the benefit of any pictures from it or something because it would just be a bunch of wreckage yeah and you can't really you know? control like you can sterilize outside of something really well but there could be some microbes like maybe a water bear just kind of hanging on on the inside somewhere where it's like warmer and safer but then when you crash you could open that place up and the little water bear could get out and swim around with his cute little tiny legs. <laughs> I think they're adorable. They One of my friends adorable. thinks they're terrifying. Like they're, she's really scared of them. Both. No, well I, she was like if it was a, but... if it was giant enough that like you could ride it, if it was uh-huh. really big, it would be really terrifying looking. I'm like, no, it would still be cute. It's got that cute <laughs> little face and it's got like six arms, six or eight. Eight, eight arms yeah. and legs. Yeah. In fact, uh, it might be a kind of <laughs> Might be related to spiders. I'm having oh, trouble figuring that out. Why did you tell me that? <laughs> Sorry. That's not okay. Uh, they're well, still cute. They're still just, cute. It might just be borrowing spider DNA. I'm still convinced it's like, I'm not convinced, but I, I'm still hopeful it's like an alien that just comes and, and soaks up the DNA of anything on a planet and, and just goes and lands on other planets. Sits around for a couple billion years waiting for them to have a space program. Just hangs out. Like, hurry up. What's taking you so long? Get over They'll here. They'll melt me down to an icy ocean someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. Um, yeah, so Huygens was a success though, right? I mean, yeah, tremendous success. The, the yeah. picture's really awesome. There's like a movie of it, I think. Yeah, uh, or, uh, there's some... Not, not like fast free movie, but like pictures on the way down and it's pretty surreal looking it's pretty crazy titan is like a really wacky looking place it's got water it takes a form of rock there so it's got like these rounded cobbles of water ice that look like they've been carved by some other liquid which we think is methane and ethane we found that in lakes in the north and south poles and it has just like here with a water cycle where you've got like the clouds and the rain and and that whole sort of thing it's got that but with what one of my uh, friends, when he goes to talk to elementary school kids, likes to say is liquid farts. <laughs> Fart, <laughs> that's yeah, what it is. Fart, and then the kids yes. are like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Fart juice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, we had Emily Lockwell on here and she said that, I don't know if this is on Titan, but 
maybe it's actually one of the ice moon uh one of the ice planet ice giants there's like little droplets of organic stuff that falls out of the the sky from that's, the pressure that's is that titan. on titan titan yeah is that, that totally what makes happens. it that orangish color yep. We call them Tholen because we're not Tholen, really yes. sure what yeah. what to call them. Carl Sagan actually coined that term. Oh, really? Yeah, it oh, comes okay. from the well, Greek. Well, that explains why uh, Emily would bring it up because yeah. she's for, worse for well, the Well, we all heart Sagan for so sure. much because he's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it comes from the Greek word tholos, which means dirty or not clean. And I think it's actually a double meaning because it's like it sort of looks dirty because it's kind of like mud, brownish, yellowish colored. But we also don't really know what it is. So, so it's like not clear. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very, very sneaky. Clever. I know. Very double meaning. But wow, it's that cool. guy should write some books. Yeah, he should. Or yeah. like, you know, make a golden record that goes on Voyager probe or something. Right. He is. Know? He's kind of like uh, I watched a documentary on that. He's like the ultimate DJ. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. The, the most famous DJ in history. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. The only one who lasts, I yeah. guess. Um, At least for the next, what? How long are the Voyagers supposed to last? A billion years. A billion? Yeah. Only that. Oh, only, only. gosh. Those engineers but need no, to... I think actually it's at least. At I believe least? it's okay. at least. All right. That's all right then. Um, Good job, that's engineers. Also, it definitely won't hit another solar system. Yeah, it's supposed to time. orbit around sort of it will, uh, the Milky Way or like it's supposed to Ed Stone told me uh, that uh, we had Ed Stone on the show too. Actually, we're going to re-release that. I think. You should. Yeah, because for the 40th anniversary. Uh, if I hadn't been at the eclipse, it would have done uh. at the time. Um, but... Uh, yeah, he he said like the closest it will ever come to a star is a billion years from now, and he said it will be like a light year away. So very <laughs> not well, in danger for a long time. Space is big. Yeah, space is really big. I th- I'm already convinced we'll have w- that we will advance to the point where we have a museum floating around it. That's my. That guess. would be so great. And then we just whiz around next to it. It'll be like a historical thing. And like we'll have to put like a bubble around it because we won't yeah, want anyone they'll be to like, disturb don't, it. Don't poke the Voyager kids. <laughs> right. Stay in the giant space roaming right. school bus. Right. That'll it'll be kids' marks of like boogers smeared <laughs> on the window, the space window though. Like yeah, like because we'll probably. I mean, we're gonna be able to catch up with that thing so easily. Yeah. <laughs> if we ever master like sp- <coughs> speed of light travel or something. Oh, well, we don't even have to go that. It's going pretty slow. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How many kilometers a second? Like 40 or something? Um, 30? Yeah, it's around there. It's uh, well, this is what's funny. Uh, if you, they, there's, you can go to a website where they tell you the speed. And one of the things that really confuses people and is super bizarre <coughs> is uh, sometimes the speed is negative. So sometimes it's actually approaching. It looks like it's approaching Earth. I heard about but that. But that's just because the orbital velocity of Earth is higher than its currency. That's it's funny. So, so whenever we're heading towards it, it actually is coming back towards Whoops. us. But that's just because it got, you know, they gave it the biggest push they could to try and get it to escape the sun. But, you know, it's at its slowest when it left because yeah. it's, it's on an escape route, but, it, you know, just barely. So the sun's, the earth's going on faster. That's funny. But cool. then, you know, the fun part is then the other direction's going twice as fast away. So. so its average speed is still pretty good. Yeah. That's good. And it's just, it's speed from the sun is always going up because that's the thing it's really running away from. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the favorite part about the eclipse was the moon getting to just feel powerful like that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, but Near it's not, planet. I heard that like the moon is getting, it's getting farther away from us. So at some point the eclipses will not be total anymore. Like even when the moon's oh, yeah. perfectly placed in the middle of the sun, there'll be just enough sunshine around it. Yeah. And fun story about that. You know, who just figured that out was Darwin's son. 
Really? Yeah, he figured out the moon was moving away from I you. didn't even know Darwin had a son, but I yeah. guess it makes sense with the whole natural selection thing. He probably <laughs> right. want his genes to keep going. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Go Darwin. Mm. Darwin's son, I mean. And oh. Darwin. Darwin's yeah. also nice. Darwin's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but his, uh, yeah, his name, his son's work got a bit eclipsed if oh but um bum his father's work that yeah. would really suck to have darwin as your dad everyone's like hey can i can meet your dad so your dad's amazing you'd be like look i did this thing about eclipses and they'll be like that's cute that's nice but your dad natural selection oh my god uh, that's amazing uh, i have that problem with the or my wife has that problem with her dad because her dad is a famous mathematician oh so, really oh, now I'm luckily sorry. it doesn't matter that much because most people don't know any <laughs> mathematicians let alone famous ones um it, but occasionally it would happen like people would be like like especially math class like oh my god you have you have such a famous name she's like uh i know oh. <laughs> like you must be good at math too like oh eh, no i like engineering and they're like oh i'm so sorry but engineering is just math applied to do no, cool mathematician, things have you ever talked to a mathematician about yes engineering? yeah it's like they, they think there's the hierarchy it's like, like pure oh. math and then physics and then chemistry and then biology and then like the psychology and the, the, isn't right. that like the hierarchy it's also it's, just kind of like math and then everything else yeah. that's not math yeah even though we use math walmart door greeter we don't do it <laughs> so those well are the enough. two <laughs> the two classifications of jobs according to famous mathematicians oh there's another funny thing about darwin he didn't really understand genetics because it didn't exist back then yeah and what's kind of funny is then we kind of get to this this new zone where we like we, you know, we we understood DNA and we were like, oh, DNA goes like this and you get this. But then what's funny is Darwin thought a lot of it had to do with like copying the behavior of your parents, which is really weird today. It was like, how could you be so wrong and stuff? But what's hilarious is that now we're learning about epigenetics and, and yeah. a lot of it has to do with copying the behavior of parents, which is just crazy. It's kind of like, eerie. Like there's, uh, I'll give you an example. There's this, um, I don't, I'd love to have her on the show, but I can't remember her name right now, but there's a scientist at Caltech who studied uh, bacteria gut and its interaction with your genome. And she found out that they could take mice and they could, if they killed off the, the bacteria gut that the baby mice got from their parents, their brain stopped working. Oh my god! <laughs> and like it's not even understood yet why, but like the genome in the mouse is not enough to create a functional mouse, and it's not ethical. So they haven't really tried this in humans, but they oh. believe this is also true of humans. That if you sterilize a gut, your memory function will stop working. Yeah, the bacteria in our bodies outnumbers like our actual cells. Right, and so in a weird way, it's it's almost like Darwin was righter than we thought because maybe, now it's like maybe it was his gut microorganisms writing that paper. Oh yeah, oh. or maybe he just had a gut feeling. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe is, you went there. Yeah, this is what happens That's when I'm the only <laughs> just no other. only game in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing great. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, but back to Cassini. Back to Cassini, <laughs> right? Cassini. Cassini's so you visited awesome. like uh, I'm gonna look up some stats here. You okay. look, you visit like a zoom, like a zillion zillion moons. moons. You discover new ones for yes, sure. Yes, lots of new moons. Um, there are a bunch of cute little tiny. Um, they call them moonlets. That are itty bitty. Some of them are forming out of the rings, and they're making these cool like wakes in the rings as they go. 
and it's been really fantastic. If you go to like um, uh, jpl.nasa.gov and look for Cassini, you can find all sorts of amazing images. There's a gallery. In fact, uh, even now, until the very end of the Cassini mission, you can go online and see raw images that sometimes you'll get to see them before even the scientists get them because it takes a little bit of time for things to go like through the pipeline and then get processed before they go to the scientists. Mm -hmm. But we post everything raw that we receive right away onto this website which so you, by the way it makes i mean you're you're putting the conspiracy theorists out of work when you guys do yeah that. You, well, you're supposed to hold bad. on to the images and have like shadowy meetings about when you should <laughs> release it yeah i don't i love all the the because you guys release all the stuff from um mars there's all these people like oh my god there's a stapler on mars and i'm sure you've seen <laughs> yeah there was some rock that looked they nicknamed it the jelly donut because it looked really funky and interesting on the inside and someone was like oh that's aliens or or <laughs> or it must have been like in the secret room where we have the the mars rover here on earth and someone accidentally tossed their old jelly donut in there or Which something is, you know it's not real i just want to send this message out to aliens if yeah. your way of introducing yourself to us is to make a weirdly shaped rock just <laughs> Just go home. Don't bother. It's not <laughs> that's, funny. Stop. It's <laughs> really boring. We want your cool tech. We don't want your weirdly yeah. vague markings. <laughs> like, Just come up and say hi. It's bad enough when ancient civilizations that are wiped out do it. We don't need you to do it. Yes, please. All right. Okay. So I found it. 53 confirmed moons discovered by Cassini. Wow. Wow. That's like double, I think, what it was before or something. Uh, and nine provisional moons i don't know what a provisional? provisional yeah i would love to live on a provisional moon you probably like don't quite get a zip code <laughs> or something like i wonder uh, if that means that it's got to be a certain size or if it's um uh, or know, if maybe they know. just sort of took one picture and they're like we think there might be a moon there but there's some really cool shit over here so we're just going to look over here and maybe leave that for the next space probe i, I like google getting uh, very um philosophical here each of saturn's moons bears a unique story oh it really says, that's, that's so poetic yeah. nice job google <laughs> yeah so i guess these nine so there might be a possible of 62 moons that's a um, lot yeah go saturn my uh friend of mine a good friend of mine his dad discovered to the moons pandora and prometheus they and, have really cool names too yeah did he get his, to name them uh he didn't no oh. but his grandkids are now named after them i have heard yeah. about that oh. yes <laughs> there are a lot of sort of people who've been involved in the that? cassini mission and like if their kids were born sort of during some of the parts of the mission like i think there's some kid named ria it's named after the moon ria and, <laughs> that's awesome yeah although for the kid growing up i'll bet it's sort of like like your wife and her dad with the being like uh, oh it's no. really cool are you named after this yeah no because it skips a generation mm. it's okay. much easier to be proud of your grandparents because you don't have to live you, you feel like inspired like like it's same with my family. My grandfather was the one who accomplished a lot of things, and my mother and father not so much, because he worked on the Apollo mission. Are they listening and, to this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They'd probably agree with me. But uh, you know, my grandfather worked on the Apollo mission. He knew the astronauts. He, That's cool. He worked with von Braun. Didn't like him actually. Oh, not why a not? fan. Well, he also fought in World War Two, so I think he is oh, a little grumpy on the other little, side. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. A little grumpy. I understand about the that. Nazi thing. It's, yeah. Um, that happens. You know. But he still did a lot for our space program. So yeah, and and so the world is not black and white. Nope, it's not. That's what we've learned. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And neither is the Saturn system. Yeah. There's all uh, sorts of cool <laughs> colors out there. See what the, I did there? Nice segue, huh? Yep. And sometimes, uh, sometimes you, you're you know trying to use other you know your feelings about somebody getting in the way 
can be a bad side, bad thing, because one of the things that people did, Ron Brown was very against a space plane, like the shuttle. Mm. And he thought that was just not the right direction to go. He thought it was dangerous. And, so, and basically, he was kind of right. He, he was right. <laughs> right. So it's a little weird. My grandfather's no longer around to know this, but now it's kind of like this weird, long 40-year journey where we're like, yeah. Maybe yeah, we'll go I back guess. to... Putting the precious cargo the... on top instead of on the side of yeah. a giant rocket. We judged the Nazi too hard. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing that now and we make making Elon Musk do it because of that. And Von Braun said that from the beginning, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe his gut microbes were what was really motivating him to say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fed by rotwurst. Yes. Or whatever. But they were very bitter microbes. <laughs> very angry. We have to digest all of this. <laughs> what if when we go to space, we don't bring the right microbes? Or we think we do, but we mess it up and they start to mutate and we get really weird. <laughs> like when Would we even know if Mars- we were getting really weird? No, because it's happening anyway. And yeah. <laughs> it's it. already happened. Right. I, don't, I think we're... Pretty screwed as it is. Yeah, we've been working on Mars sample return at, at the Jet Propulsion Lab. A bunch of my friends are working on that, and that's a hard problem to try to bring some samples back and that's exciting. promise oh. that we're not going to accidentally like spray Mars microbes that may or may not exist all over Earth. So. Oh, they're worried about the other way around. Yeah, they are. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, because there it's not just about contamination. It's straight back to yep. legit world of the worlds. Where mm-hmm. It's like, eh. Could be, hopefully not. And we're taking a lot of precautions. Especially right if you now. if you get something really bad, you know, less likely than the you know aliens attacking us personally. But I mean, you know, what if they they like CO two more, or you know, it's microbes that eat nitrogen like an interstellar, or they they kill photoplankton or something. Yeah, that that that'd could be, really, be uh, that would be a bad day. Yeah, that would Very bad be day. horrible. Well, it's day. just it's important that we colonize some other world so if we mess one up we'd be like oh no that well it's fine let's just leave that one we've got this one over here now it's fine i'm very confident we can mess up more than one world though <laughs> oh, so. you're, you're probably not wrong <laughs> the same th- uh, philosophy was uh, was thought of with continents and it i think it pretty much oh. <laughs> worked out uh, oh. it's like no we just spread the same shit yeah the we have continents. cockroaches everywhere <laughs> right. now don't we and- yep. Rats hitchhiked on a lot of the original boats. Right, and you right. got those those mice taking over Australia, and they can't, uh, nobody eats them. Yeah, and then you get the cats to eat the mice, and then the dog to chase the cat, and then the, mm-hmm. what do you get to eat a... Robotic, uh, RTG-powered there you go. robot okay. with lasers. So, so we need more plutonium-238, It's <laughs> what it all comes down to. I like no. your plan. This is a great plan. <laughs> no, but uh, Cassini... So I didn't get to actually ask about your personal oh, work on it. Which yes. Is, I should have asked that towards the beginning. And right. then we could have talked about it. But it's That's a cool okay. mission. So it's coming to the end. We're excited. But I want to hear about what you work on. It is a cool mission. So I work on a couple things related to Cassini. I'm a project science systems engineer. Don't ask me what that means because I don't really know. No, that's not true. I do know what it means. It's um, a really cool job where I get to interface both with the scientists and the engineers and basically help them talk to each other because scientists speak one language and engineers speak another language. I have been through this yeah, because I'm on the scientist end and when I talk to people at JP, the engineers, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) but it's a lot of fun uh, and it's been really great. There's some battles though, right? Usually, yeah. I've I've got a lot of 
political gossip that there's like a lot of battles between scientists and the engineers. I think it's mostly between scientists, between other scientists, mostly. Uh, We've got instrument teams that there's one for every instrument on Cassini. So there's 12 of them and everyone wants their instrument to be on all the time and get all the data it possibly can. And, you know, we're trying to balance all of those different science goals. And a lot of times people have to compromise and there are some very, uh, interesting discussions that happen before we finally decide on, you know, what our, what our sequence is going to be. It's what we call them. So would you say you're almost like the, the instrument conductor? I help the instrument conductor. Okay. Yeah, that would be the project scientist. Okay. Her name's Linda Spilker. She's amazing. I love that woman. She's awesome. You She's been working be, she at wants JPL. She to be a guest too, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, you should invite. <laughs> she would be. Uh, she would love to come and talk about all sorts of oh, cool stuff. Oh, that's awesome. I'll bet. She's really busy right now because Cassini's. Oh, I know. I know. I'm sure. I, that's what I was actually, I was really scared that if I waited any longer for this, cause <laughs> that I would be able to get you because of the the excitement at the end of the Things mission. are starting to get really busy, which is great. Are I you mean, guys going to do anything like, like have people like standing around watching yeah. or something? Is there the, a way I can get like, invited to that? <laughs> I hope there should be at like least, a viewing room. There's some stuff going on at JPL and I think some stuff going on at Caltech too, mm-hmm. uh, because this is happening at like four or five in the morning. Oh. On the fifteenth, so you got to be willing to right. wake up really early. Oh well, or stay up late. Or but stay more up late. On, the more on the stay up late. Yeah, I may end up just staying up, uh, but it's going to be a really poignant moment when we finally like. That's awesome. No but longer even then, have signal. And then even then, we're not. We're getting it like an hour later, right, or something like that. Yeah, or I think. I don't the, know how far away it is. I don't remember exactly what the light time is right now because uh, it varies depending on. Um, Which side of the right? Side of time. Uh, but I think it's on the order of like forty-five minutes to an hour, something like that. But so yeah. the plutonium will know before we do. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Morgan Cable, thank yeah. you very much. For thank you for having show. me. This has been really fun, actually. I, I didn't know if I could do it alone. You did but it. But I did it. I busted so out eight corny you. jokes. I had a couple. <laughs> you, had some, you had corny jokes, too. Team corny joke. Fist bump. <laughs> nice. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, how can people uh, get in touch with you, follow you on Twitter? Do you, oh, do, you do that? Right? Yeah. I'm Twitter, uh, I think... What is my handle? It's uh, Stars Are Calling, and uh, I'm on Facebook, and yeah. But and definitely I've, I've check out the of, uh, jpl.nasa.gov and check out the Cassini webpage. There's tons of great like images, photos. And I've seen videos of you talking about it on there. So I've been lucky you, enough yeah. to help spread the word of how amazing Cassini is. That's great. Do you, you get like the media training? Do you have to do all that? They I'm do. There are certain things we're supposed to you know, say and not say, and they're, they're pretty good about making sure that we focus on all the amazing things in the mission and yeah no it's been great it's <laughs> been not, fun and not just like call out one of the engines like uh the dust thing don't even get me started <laughs> on the dust collector I they think... might as well have put a trombone on it <laughs> just, yeah. way to go back to the trombone <laughs> comment nice Thank job you. yeah that's a callback yeah every mission's got its own its own stories right that's what google said (laughs) every instrument has its own unique story yeah it does all right this has been surely joking thank you very much thanks for having me 